0: Hello, welcome and thank you for joining us today on Friend of God brought to you by Friendship Baptist Church in Sturgis, Mississippi. It is our goal every week to bring the Word of God to as many people as possible. We pray that you enjoy today's message, but more importantly, we pray that it changes your heart and provokes life change and action. God bless and please listen from your heart. Enjoy. Good evening, welcome to Friendship. We're glad you're here this evening. You are live on set for Vacation Bible School that is upcoming on our online platform Zoom. We hope that you and your family will join in on the Concretes and Cranks VBS, which is the theme for this year. And it's an opportunity not just for kids to be there, but parents to interact with the kids as they are. As they are observing what God is doing in their life, there's a great chance that many kids will come to know who Christ is. And I believe that is the ultimate opportunity that we have, that we can point people in this way to Him. This evening, what we're going to look at is is we're going to look at love. Last week, we looked at, on Sunday evening, the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5 22 and 23, I believe, and we looked at all of the attributes of what that that means, the fruitful life. This week, we're going to take each part, starting today, and go in detail and talk about love today. Love is essentially the greatest portion of what we're known by. We are known by our love for one another. We're known by His love for us, and because of that great love, that changes the way that we live our life. Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and with all your might. That means with everything that you have, that I have, we're to love the Lord our God. That means everything, big and small. It's all about loving God. Are you doing so in all the facets and places in your life? Are you loving? See, I believe that love leads to unification. Point number one, love leads to unification. If you are loving as Christ first loved us, if you are loving others well, then you are leading others to work together in using their God-given spiritual gifts and there's much fruit that's coming out of this. There's there's much for the kingdom of God that is coming out of this. And because everyone is working together, it brings everyone together, moving toward a common goal. In Colossians 3.14, it says this, Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Put on love. That means that you and I, despite present circumstances, we are to intentionally love others. That means when we don't feel like it, yeah, we love others. When our day is not as great as it could be, we love others. We love others because not only has God commanded us to love others, not only has he said that we are known by our love, we have been loved throughout much of the things in our life which we have done. We have been loved despite with grace and mercy in places we didn't deserve it. And so we can give others the benefit of the doubt in how we love them despite their present circumstance and the things that they've done. You and I are not the ones that bear judgment. You and I are the ones that love well and help others deal with the problems in their life by coming to the Almighty God. So how we love leads to unification. Secondly, we are to be one with Christ. Let's look over to the book of John, John 17, verses 22 through 26. So John 17, 22 through 26, verse 22 says this, the glory which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one. I and them, and you and me, that they may be perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, be with me where I am, so that they may see my glory which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, although the world has not known you, yet I have known you, and these have known you sent me. And I have made your name known to them, and will make it known, so that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. See, we are to be one with Christ because, in understanding the glory and the might of Jesus, in understanding that He loved us and was loved by God, in understanding all of these things, it gives us a, a pattern that we are to emulate and how we might love others. How we might love the least of these. How we might love without boundaries. That doesn't mean that we accept people's sinfulness no more than God accepts our sinfulness. But we love because of the love that we have received. So that oneness with Christ connects us with the Father in heaven. So as, as you and I love others as he first loved us and are known in that way others come to know jesus christ the goal in this life is not to attain or amass a lot of things and the goal is not to be prestigious or respected although that's okay but the goal is to be a christ follower that points others to him If you are a follower of Christ, that means that you are not the leader. You're following Christ. And it says in this passage, we just read, that He is loved by God, so God loves Him, He loves us, and we love all. That means present circumstances. That means people that grew up on different parts of the track that don't look like us that don't go through the same things we go through and deal with the the atrocities of human history. Yes, we love because we have been loved, because Christ loved us, and because Christ loves all people. So secondly, be one with Christ. Third, personified love. So there were ways that Jesus demonstrated, not just in word, but in deed. If we turn back over to John chapter 13... That's just a few pages or so back from where we were. In John chapter 13, we see in verses 5 through 17 that Jesus not only said, okay, these are the things that I require. These are the things which I've learned from the Father. These are the things that I'm passing on to you or I'm showing you or we're doing. But I, being Jesus in that passage, wants to wash the disciples' feet. Can you imagine? The mode of transportation during that time was what? You walked everywhere or you rode on an animal. In other words, your feet were filthy and dirty. They were not too much unlike many of the kids' feet today after they've been playing outside. They were filthy and dirty and smelly and gross because of what they had to do to travel and how they had to get from place to place. The things they walk through, the smells, and all that. So the dirtiest portion of an individual during that period of time was someone's feet. And you have Jesus, who is the Messiah, who is going to take a lowly estate in the sense of humility and wash another's feet. These are the people that were following him. He was showing them a pattern. Let's look at verses 5 through 17 of John chapter 13. It said, Then he poured the water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel which he was girded. So he came to Simon Peter and he said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I do you do not realize now, but you will understand hereafter. Peter said to him, Never shall you wash my feet. Jesus answered him, "'If I do not wash you, you will have no part with me.'" Simon Peter said to him, "'Lord, then wash not only my feet, but also my hands and my head.'" Jesus said to him, "'He who has bathed has no need to wash his feet, but is completely clean, and you are clean, but not, of all, not all of you.'" "'For he knew the one who was betraying him, for this reason he said, "'Not all of you are clean.'" When he had washed their feet and taken the garments and reclined at the table, he said, Do you know what I have done to you? Verse 13 You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for I am. If I, then, the Lord and the teacher, washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. For I gave you an example that you ought to do as I did to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master nor is one greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. He washed the disciples' feet. He washed those who followed him and gave them a pattern. But do you understand whose feet were there as well? The feet of the one who was set to betray him. He washed the feet of the man who, who would betray him, but the man who was on a path to do what was necessary for your sin and my sin. You and I are to wash others' feet. We are to be humble and serve others, to set a pattern that he set for us long ago, which is very much necessary in the here and now. Granted, we live in a world that is about themselves and instant gratification. But Jesus seemingly was in the moment of who he was with at that given time. And his understanding was that he had limited time with these individuals, which they didn't fully grasp. And he was teaching them how to humbly serve others and love others, even those who are one's enemy. He personified love. So we are to take his example by whatever means necessary and love others in whatever estate that they're in. That means if you're in political difference with others, you still love them because Christ first loved you. That means if you have an enemy, you still love them and serve them, even if you don't see eye to eye. That means if you have something in your life which you need to deal with so that you might be effective in the the way that you minister to others, and it's really a heart of the matter when you really look at it, if one is not willing to serve others as Jesus Christ served and washed the feet of the disciples, then why do we bother doing anything at all if we're unwilling to follow in His example? to do as he has done for us time and again. If you were to do an inventory of all the things which you have been forgiven for, you would say that you are unworthy of that. Likewise, you and I might look around and say, there's a lot of people that are causing disturbances and issues that are unworthy, but that's not us. It's not up to us whether we place judgment on someone. It is God who is the judge. You and I are just set to do what? To love and love well. To love with the love of Christ. To love without condition. Because that's how he has demonstrated his love to us over and over again throughout the biblical text. So he personified love. So we are to love others in humility placing their needs above our own and teaching them to love like him. Because if we teach others to love like him, what's their example going to be when they teach another person after that? The same example. So if our heart is after his, we are teaching them that will teach others, that will teach others, that will teach others In other words, the way that we are living and demonstrating is going to facilitate the transmission of the gospel over and over and over and over and over, over, setting a pattern that helps others know him down the road. Fourthly, the reason we love like Jesus. Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. Verse 6, it says, For while we were still helpless... At the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man, someone would dare to even die. But God demonstrates His own love toward us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. How much more so should we live righteously for him there's no greater love than the love of christ as our example we should love others regardless of the estate that they're in because of the love which we have had because of the love which we now have it's the love of god poured out to us within our hearts And given by the Holy Spirit. This is why we love like Jesus. There was an example given of this by the early Christian Latin writer Tertullian of Carthage. He declared that one thing that converted him to Christianity was not the arguments that they gave him because he could not find a counterpoint for every argument they they had present. But they demonstrated something I didn't have, he said. The thing that converted me to Christianity was the way that they loved each other. The way that they loved each other. Well, you could say he's, he's kind of meddling now, because we don't always agree with our brothers and sisters in Christ. But disagreeing with one another is not just cause to not love one another. We can disagree and still love one another. Amen? We can still not have the same mindset as the person next to us and what we we just believe as far as this and that that's not biblical. We can, we can put all of that aside. What should draw us together should be the way we love and adhere to the scriptures. And there's not a single person that should not feel the love of God. So it's important that we do what he has done. Fifthly, the greatest of all, Mark 12, 28 through 31. See, one of the scribes came and heard them arguing and recognized that he had answered them well, asked him, What commandment is the foremost of all? Jesus answered, The foremost is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And, verse 30, pay attention. And you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. Where did we hear that before? Deuteronomy 6, 5. But he continues in verse 31. He says, the second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other commandment greater than these. There are many of you that think that the entirety of the Bible is a whole lot of things to memorize and observe. Jesus, being questioned by the scribes, trying to trick him in such a manner, he says, okay, here's two. If you could just follow those, then you're going to do well in what I'm calling you to do. So how are we to make sense of all of this? Firstly, as a portion of the fruit of the Spirit, love is essential. And the question becomes, are you loving well? Are you unified? Is that your heart? Is your desire to be one with Him? Are you serving others with a humble heart? Are you serving others in hopes that God might be seen in and through every fiber of what you're doing? Are you doing it so that future generations might know the same love secondly remembering why we love it's important i think in the in the epicenter of what we're dealing right now with 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 race relations with COVID-19 with being stuck at home with dealing with all of these things that you and i remember why we love not that we are judge and jury and we point this way or that way we love because we've been loved by him He has set an example that has forever changed the trajectory of my life and your life who believe in Jesus Christ. We are forever changed in the way that we live and go and serve and do, and because of all of those things, we've got to be intentional about how we love. Love is not whether we feel like it or not. Love is a command that if we love God with all that we have, then we're going to love others regardless... If we agree or not, regardless if we look alike or act alike or have the same political affiliations, we are to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. That means our enemies, those that are different, we are to love without restraint. Because it's this kind of love, it's this kind of love that changes the hearts and minds of mankind. It's in serving the least of these that we're in fact serving the Almighty God, which is our motivator. See, God loved Jesus. Jesus loved us. We love others. That's how it goes. It's for His glory and His might. Join me as we pray. Father God, we come this evening. God, we think about the way that we might love and take this fruit that you've given us, and live it out in our lives. God, we got to do a lot of work on ourselves to be able to do so. But God, it's not about an agenda. God, it's not about following a whole set of rules. God, it's about loving you, and because of what you've done, we love others. Father, it's about leaving judgment up to you, and just loving on other people. God, it's not a feeling, it's not a Daily, well, I don't know if I want to do this or not. God, you've called us to love. So despite present circumstances, despite our own shortcoming, despite our hardships, God, we can't forget to love because you have loved. God, we can't forget to forgive because you have forgiven us much. God, if we are in humility looking at our estate, then we have no reason to point fingers at others. But love them as you have so eloquently demonstrated your love for us father god we have much to repent of and i pray as we do so god that you are able to utilize us for your greater good for your kingdom's sake for the sake of the future generations that are to come and the ones that are here god just use us in a mighty way your church to impact generations to come it's in your mighty name we pray amen As you finish up today, I want to remind you sign up for Vacation Bible School. To not forget on the 14th that we're gathering at 9 a.m. for our at risk or vulnerable service at 11 a.m. Please note that there are a number of things that you're going to have to do on that day. But also understand if you feel like you need to stay home, we will still have worship services afforded to you, you can watch digitally. So don't worry about that. Everything else that we're doing, from Zooms to online broadcasts to everything else, will will continue as normal. But Sunday morning we'll have a little change. So on the 14th, I pray that you're encouraged. I pray that you are here. Thank you for joining the Friendship Family today. We know that your time is the most valuable item you have, and we are enormously grateful that you chose to share it with us. If you would like to know more about Friendship Baptist Church, please visit our website, friendshipsturges.com, or our Facebook page at facebook.com slash FBCMS. Both can be found in the show notes below. If you would leave a rating or review for our new podcast, we would be very appreciative. And if you would share it with others, we would be eternally grateful. We pray that you have a God-filled day. And remember, love God, love people, and reach the world. Have a good day.